Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Podcast. Uh, we are here, just Ian and myself. Hello. Um, it is New Year's Eve as we record this. And, um, well, Ian, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was all right. It was fairly... I went down to Essex and ended up going for a walk on the beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that was that's it, pretty was much it, it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's one way of celebrating. Fairly anticlimactic, really, but it gets that way as you get older, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it just becomes Just throw mundane. presents at children and hope it keeps them quiet long enough. Well, you made the mistake of spawning. I, we have had a child-free zone. It's brilliant. Yes, but you've read got the five signs. dogs as well, though. Yeah, I know, but I can Which put them in Which you have to boxes. buy presents for, I know, and well, put them in little Santa's hats that don't look at all like ball carriers. I would, <laughs> I would like to deny that. Um, but uh, my partner, Charlie, has... She's, she's got stockings with names of dogs on, and um, I spent about 20 minutes putting up hooks so that they could be lined up in front of the television did you tell them that you sent it i didn't thing like that no i just i just because charlie and i did no presents to ourselves so because we're, we're saving money at the moment so we, we cancelled the trip to norfolk we had and we did no presents so we basically just sat there and watched harry potter um and then we both got the flu which we've had all week and so this is my second day up and about and so i apologize for sounding even more nasal than normal um but uh, yeah no it's it's all good the fever is now at, at, at 38 degrees which is is an improvement i thought it was warmer in here <laughs> uh in here it's 12 degrees yeah which that's, is that's pretty tropical for my office to be fair i like to run it around the 10 mark keeps people away stops um, the decomposition <laughs> it does it slows it right down um but anyway we are gathered here not to talk about our dearly beloved christmases <laughs> yes um but just before christmas uh hopefully you will notice that pro detailer magazine issue 16 was released um and we actually we did a pretty good job of getting it out in time, but then Royal Mail decided to have a, a, a strikey, strikey, strikey. Well, Royal Mail have been strikey, striking for a long time, so it's made lots of things difficult. Did, Getting yes. products in in time, you know, massive mm. delays on that, trying to fit things in at the last minute. It's yeah, it's 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 been fun with them, but we did actually we got it out about five days earlier than normal, uh, and I know some people received it before Christmas, and bizarrely some that I sent second class three or four days before Christmas arrived the following day, and some that were sent first class the week before. Uh, to this day still haven't arrived uh, and I am getting quite a few messages from people saying oh my copy hasn't arrived so um, yes come Tuesday marvellous consistency there. again there. it it's is quite, yeah <laughs> but it is no location pay them more well one got to blooming York to, to um, Fisher and York in, in the, the following day and then I had people who were just down the road in Swindon who hadn't received there was it. obviously somebody walking in that general direction <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll drop it at the post at the end of the road it's alright <laughs> don't know why they're all from Gloucestershire up there <laughs> In Swindon, I don't know, they're probably eating it or something. Um, but anyway, so we thought we would do a little casual, casual uh, podcast where we just run through it and kind of reveal our experiences behind the magazine uh, and then briefly talk about our plans for 2023, which is um, uh, a matter of hours away. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good of 2022 to get all the, you know, last-minute deaths out of the way. Pele and Vivian Westwood. <laughs> it was Vivian Westwood, yes. And uh, the, the, the old Pope. Not... Yes, he snuffed it this morning, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, in, in, in a sure puff of white smoke. Uh, he reminded me too much of the Demon Hogwarts. Headmaster. 
Does he? Uh, yeah, those sort yeah. of slightly glowy eyes about him. That may be a religious thing. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I generally quite careful on on criticizing leaders of various religions, just in case they turn out to be right. It's going to be terribly awkward as a random atheist just turning up at their purgatory, going "Hello, so oh, we're all here then. <laughs> at least it's warm, not twelve degrees." Awkward. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, uh, without further ado, or, or heresy. Um, the issue 16 office seat starts with the front cover and it's, it's very traditional for a uh, for a publication to have a front cover a front cover and and really <laughs> we've spent a long time on this so I, without going into too much detail all i'd like to say is that that photo with a lamborghini with the outline of a chap called davy holding his uh, battery powered flex uh, is actually a genuine photo as in we did a long exposure and spent over an hour and a half just getting the lighting right um, and um, it's not all sort of photoshopped or jiggery pokery that is it's a genuine photo that we then did a lot of jiggery pokery with just to get things right and, and sort of draw the eye where we wanted it to be drawn so uh, it was it was a it was a fun one to do I think the most enjoyable front yeah that, those hexagons weren't there on on the day <laughs> the yellow hexagons on the front. The yellow hexagons, I, no, I, they're additional. Yeah. I'm going to take credit for those. Okay, I, well, I, well, good work. I, I, can, I can draw a six-sided shape. Hang on, I've got a medal around here somewhere. I'll just give it to you. Um, but, uh, so moving on from the front cover, um, we've got, oh, I, I went full beard on the editor photo. Um, we go into the news, and there are lots of interesting things happening around the place. Uh, wax stock details, for example, that's going to be a, a day and a half affair, which will be super fun. Yeah, that was great fun, because originally we, we emailed them, uh, what, a week before we went to print and said, all right, can, can we print any details about uh, about the, all the dates that we we already know about, frankly, that you're, yeah. you're keeping under wraps? No, 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 we're keeping them under wraps for now. We don't want to, we don't want to send anything out. And then uh, a day after we sent it to print <laughs> on their social media. They went public. These are the dates for wax stock. <laughs> well, we had, we had published printers, it. can we just make a slight change <laughs> yes. to the wording of, oh, it's unofficial. No, no, this is actually what's happening now. This is now official. Well, Thanks we, no, for that. We had, it, we had it right. We did have it right. Um, it, was, it was unofficial when we did it. Unfortunately, print doesn't work quite as quickly as social media. Digital, no. <laughs> but anyway, the what's in the magazine is, is true and accurate and correct. And the upshot is uh, that the 22nd and 23rd of July is, when it's going to happen and it's a day and a half and that's going to be super fun and set up is Friday and Saturday morning um, still in Coventry though still in Coventry yeah could be worse could be Peterborough could be better could be anywhere else <laughs> um, moving on a uh, little bit of update news JPD distribution in or JPT products is our new distribution partner in Benelux i.e. Belgium Holland and Luxembourg Netherlands. The Netherlands. The, that's the ne in Benella. Yeah, I didn't join those stats. Um, really? No, that makes more sense, though. That's yeah. quite scary, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I am very stupid. Um, so that's cool. And and they have literally pallets of magazines. So if you're in the Benelux region, go to uh, them and they'll be able to supply you. Ditto if you are a reseller in any of those areas and have a little shop or a detail of the shop and would like to sell the magazine. Uh, there are loads in the country now and all the export import charges have been paid and it's quick delivery. So... Uh, in a post-Brexit world, it's the only way we could do it. Mm -hmm. um, Last bit of news on that uh, it was the ceramic coating pole. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit of a random one. Um, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember exactly why we did. We, we started doing a lot of polls a little while ago that actually had some relevance in what we were putting into the magazine. So we, we asked about how bothered people were about green credentials, for example. Yeah. And that makes it into uh, a sort of a, a little bit of information on an article later on. But this one, we were just, we were just interested to see what the... Um, what the what the favourite ceramic coating was of of the masses at the time because 
Well, for me, you see, the issue was I'm always terrified of getting tunnel vision or British-itis, as in I, I sit there and I think, right, well, because on my news feed, this is what I'm seeing, this must be the same for everybody in the whole world. Dog world. stockings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's just to have a, a broader thing. And this is by no means saying this is the best coating. It's just what people kind of, what, what's in their mind, what's what's their, in, in, in their, I don't want to say imagination. It's a popularity but, contest. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's sales for you. Sales is a popularity contest. It is, yeah. And and it's all sorts of, you know, flawed bits in the research, like if one of the manufacturers decides to go to town and share the post and encourage lots of people to do it or bung it in their newsletter, of course, it's going to go higher. But um, yeah, no, it was it was an interesting one. Um, we won't put the results here, but they are in the magazine, the first sort of 20 or so. And we put, I think the list was ultimately 100 and something brands. Um, and yeah, no, it's interesting where, where I they I seen what number six was. That, that's oh god that's really clickbait is it oh you yeah. won't believe what number six is <laughs> <laughs> moving that, on. that wasn't intentional but i generally you know i do i do spend quite a lot of time putting uh putting this magazine together so i've got yeah. time to read every single detail on it no I didn't, I didn't realize they were in there yeah yeah no and and um so we I, I went around and did a list initially and then we had lots of people say oh put this in put that in put the other thing in often i'd put it in and then one person would vote for it so it was fairly pointless but Sorry, what we're talking about now uh, the names, brands. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Yes. It's going to be lube involved. No, no, no. Not on this podcast. That's a different podcast. We don't, we don't have lube Links in the description. Um, so um, that takes us into the car care adventures. And my God, we had some car care adventures this year. Hang um, on, we've got to turn the page. Hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Well, we kicked off. I First of all, and this was literally weeks after issue 15 came out, I was in Coventry. Um, it was literally days after. It was days after. I'd been up north for work for some reason and then came down and stayed in a most ridiculous hotel on the motorway that was big and fancy but horrible at the same time and it was it was on a last minute 35 quid deal um, and it was full of wedding parties and stag parties was that when you were back, way back down from newcastle yes ah. uh no i think i buried somebody. You had some interesting hotels up there but i think we're going to that later on yes yes no that was that was curious um but anyway so we went to slim's day and they've got a lovely little setup out in uh, coventry um and they've got a shop and stuff like that and the shop's got a little warehouse next to it and they've got a little detailing studio and it's really kind of nice and and kind of easy to go around they've got the kind of full range as well there but what i really want to say about slim's was a big thank you really, because um, we obviously try to contact all the manufacturers directly around the world. Some are responsive, some less so. Um, but Slims have always been so forthcoming in getting us new products to test and new information and stuff like that. And it's mostly down to our contact there, Andrew, who's been on a podcast. Do have a listen. Um, so, yeah, no big thank you for that, because we've got some really cool stuff through from them. I don't know what it is about Coventry. I, yeah. say, I say in the intro, too, there's, there's probably some sort of demon hellspawn... Um, sort of volcano for detailing around Coventry that draws people into it for some unknown reason. Yeah, it's I... like there's a, there's a there's one village in China that makes something like eighty percent of the world's socks. <laughs> that this 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 is what Coventry appears to be trying to do for detailing, bringing everything in there because you know you've got wax stock bit pulling people in there. Mm -hmm. we, we always seem to be going to Coventry. I bought a car from Coventry once. Oh God, that was the A5 that blew up, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it, it blew up for not reasons that originated from Coventry, but... 
True. And it, it, the other car that you looked at, another A5 at the same time, I seem to remember driving you into a very rough area of London and meeting on a, on a roof of a, of a kind of multi-storey... You think edu- anywhere out of Knightsbridge is rough in London? <laughs> it was true. I hate London, full stop. I get all urban things. I think we should all live in caves. Um, but, yeah, and that car was even shonkier. Um, but anyway, uh, enough of that. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a good day there, and I think they're doing lots more open days for 2023, which takes us to, frankly, our most comical ger- trip we've had in a long, long time, and that includes the trips that we've done in knackered old Subarus hundreds of miles with Brummy photographers. Just say Subarus. Huh? Just say Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> Not all my Subarus have got a Brummy photographer in. Um uh, There's the admission there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to Auto Mechanica. We broke our Auto Mechanica cherry, uh, popped it, so to speak, and we took an inordinate amount of stuff. So I, a little bit of background here. I like driving places because you can put all your stuff in the car and drive and nothing bad happens. I mean, it does, but you've always got your car to retreat to. And it's... Yes. No, that's not... Oh, that's not the sound of brakes falling off. Is it? No. Oh, well, we did have that last time. Yeah, the brakes failing at high speed. Uh, it, it, that was fun. Uh, but... Anyway, so this time there was an executive decision made that we were going to fly with our Roadcast podcast kit, which is a huge flight case, with all our camera gear, with toothbrush and knickers, etc. And um, so early one morning we were at T5 Pod Parking and we had so much stuff it barely fitted in the pod. That's how much stuff we had. Um, and yeah, I mean, do you want to take up the narrative here, Ian? I'm, I'm literally reading through it trying to remember it now. It was that bloody long ago. <laughs> I remember slightly falling asleep in the pod at one point, even though it was only a 10-minute journey. That was fun. Um, in terms of C5, oh, was that one of my knackered case as well? Yes. Yeah, I, got, I was... literally walked in through the, the doors to the terminal. One of the wheels fell off of my, no, uh, my suitcase. I was towing... I can't remember why, but I was towing your case and the wheels exploded, the rubber bits exploded because the bearings had knackered. Well, it's because I was taking two cases, the two yeah. medium cases, so you took the big, one, one big case. Yeah. And um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that so everywhere we went throughout the airport, we made enough noise to make the armed police twitchy, um, which add in my beard and, and sense of humour. And the fact they were already pretty twitchy. <laughs> it's pretty yes, it's, it's not good. Um, and uh, so the plane was a bit late, I think. And then we get to Frankfurt, and um, we get out the airport, which is a building site at the time, and the hotel. It basically looks like an underground road. Yes, just, it's just a thoroughfare, and there, there were no there were no obvious bus stops anywhere in sight. We just no. kind of look around. There was a shuttle bus, but there was no information on what that shuttle bus did. Does mm-hmm. it go to the moon? Does it go back to Heathrow? Does it go to the doorstep of our hotel? Turns out, and you'll love this, <laughs> it goes to the doorstep of our hotel. But we didn't know that. No. So we looked on Google Maps. We looked on Google Maps, and there are two terminals at Frankfurt, and we landed at one of them, and the hotel was at the other. And I looked at a map, and I'm a bit Ray Mears underneath, and decided that we could walk it. Uh, Bearing in mind, it's raining, it's a building site. We go through various do not enter, uh, you know, at your own death and peril, but it was all in German, and I don't speak German, so it doesn't apply to me. Um, So we went through some of those areas, and then we went the wrong direction. And anyway, cut forward 10 minutes later, and we're on an autobahn on the hard shoulder that doesn't exist in the pouring rain. Rattly suitcase. With all these rattly suitcases. But to be fair, you couldn't hear the rattly suitcases over the Mercedes uh, slightly cream yellow taxis flying flying past 155 miles an hour yeah. honking their horns at us and I don't think it was sexual um, well 
and maybe not for you <laughs> you were walking oddly and uh, anyway so uh, after about just under an hour or so we do get back to the terminal which there is a two minute shuttle bus to that's you know dry and um, because we're penetrating the airport from a wrong direction we basically go over all the high security barriers and stuff like that and look like really useless terrorists um, and we get to the hotel soaking wet cold a bit angry bit angry past an entire honda delegation that were having a um, yes. big expo in the hotel at the time they were having having honda cuddles and um get to the hotel and of course they don't actually have a room for us it was supposed to be organized by the organizers but because we were uh, a day later than they thought we were coming despite emails um we ended up basically sat for an hour and a half being told no you're going to be homeless in frankfurt um so we went to the ops room and had difficult decisions pilsner or scotch um and then we went out to dinner. We met Bob Eichelberg, which was fun. Oh, we did actually have a room sorted by the end by of the meeting. By then, yeah. Well, it was mostly because of my flirting with the girl at the desk, who was definitely, definitely keen. Oh, you could barely, barely hear the vomiting. <laughs> She's true. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, she, she, she got me a, a room that overlooked the autobahn that was nearly my place of death. And you had a room that overlooked the airport, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, yours was prettier. So very, yeah. very, very, uh, very plain view. <laughs> hey, but I'm sure. And uh, yeah, so we went out, met Bob Eichelberg, who is ex-Flex, current Lake Country, absolute legend, hilarious, despite being American. Um, and uh, various other people. I've been sworn not to names drop this time, so I'm, I'm, I'm just eyeing in in a, you know, just a vaguely sexual manner. Apparently, you know, well, <laughs> that's my look, baby. Um, so then, following day, we uh, go to the show. It's huge. I mean, I, I did the maths in here. You'll be able to find out all, all the relative sizes, but it makes the NEC look like a kind of porter cabin, basically. That's how big the Messe Frankfurt is. Um, and we actually, on the first day, we go to the right entrance, and all the other days, we manage to go to the wrong entrance and have to walk about three years. Um, which is a, a unit of, of distance um, in space, and to find our place. But anyway, it was it was good. Um, what else we did? We did podcasts. We did did three pod- we did three podcasts while we were yeah. out there. We uh, we requested originally ahead of time that, that we could have like a small room somewhere just to do podcasts in, just out of the way. And <laughs> uh, we had a hanger. That was fun, <laughs> literally. Just yeah. like- which we weren't actually given. We kind of took it. Well, no, we we were directed to go in there by somebody that was vaguely connected with, which which was officially connected with um, Auto Mechanica. Whether they had the authority to do that or not, I don't know. Mm. But um, I'm, I'm no, so sure. nobody bothered objecting, so we carried on until <laughs> until the, they did object. Until, they, <laughs> until the the seats were subtly moved out of the way, the doors locked, and, high, <laughs> and security posted on the entrances. At which point, we went, yeah, fair enough, maybe they're not so welcoming. Yeah, we did do a third one whilst we were there, and I will mention this. Um, because we we the the two podcasts that have gone out that we did there were with uh, Reggie and with Andreas, hmm. both really good podcasts. Reggie Labo Cosmetica, uh, Andreas of Nanolex, both such good fun to to talk yes. to about it. Um, and we also then did a third podcast, which by which time we'd been booted from our our hangar. Oh, special place. Um, and did it on the stand at Soft Ninety Nine. Um, which Daniel. was another yeah. interesting podcast, but unfortunately, there was so much bloody background noise. Yeah. We, we could do nothing with the audio yeah. on it at all. Um, there was a, a, a steamer Hoover manufacturer next to them that would um, fire up engines every sort of 30 seconds. And on, at the time, over the headphones, it sounded okay. You know, there was a little bit of background, but we, we thought we'd isolated it enough. We got back and... Yeah, pretty yeah. terrible. So we're going to have to redo that one at some point. But that could be a um, 
a future visit we've, uh, we, we may have planned. Yes, indeed. Well, we uh, met up with loads of people. It was cool. Flex had a party there, which was fun. We went up to the press office and nearly got arrested. Um, what happened there? We we we, um, we got quite lost in Frankfurt. I did navigating again. Um, got lost lost just going around Messe Frankfurt. Yeah, it's, it, it's not just one hall. It's like like the NEC is technically it's one building. Is the NEC ish? Yeah, ish. This is a a community effectively yeah. of lots of halls all put together and big halls and little halls and big tower block offices and things like that. Put it this way, they have um, the horizontal uh, escalator things that you get in airports when you're flying Ryanair and they put you on like gate 4 million at the end of it and giving you 3 oh, million Oh, the NEC has that though. Does it? Yeah, when you go for the, the car park at the far end oh, by the yeah. train station. Yeah. Well, I'm always press parking, so you know... <clears throat> Anyway, um, so it was good to meet up with people there. We met up with uh, Nanlex, with Colorlock, with uh, Lake Country, with Soft 99, Labo with Kochami, with Labo. Labo had basically a village there. Uh, it was very cool. Um, and Kocha had a very cool stand with lots of backlit yeah. uh, bright chemicals on there. I'm not sure how many of them the actual That was fun. IK had a very cool Porsche there. Mm -hmm. um, talking to IK, which is cool. And then there was lots of demonstrations by Auto Lecafan, who had people like Sonics and Scholl on hand to help them. So yeah, Auto Mechanica was fun, and it's quite a, quite an entertaining article because of our various uh, struggles. Even the return flight was not straightforward when we were locked uh, in a tiny little room for two and a half hours with all the cancelled flights that we were oh, supposed yeah. to be. Oh, yeah, thanks, BA. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Well, terrible. it's when they moved the gate as well, so they had sat there for an hour and a half at one gate, and they were like, "Yeah, we know it's going to be delayed. But we're not going to get it delayed. You know it's going to be delayed. We yeah. know it's going to be. Delayed. We don't need to say anything, yeah. do we? But if you could all just move to the next gate down, so it doesn't seem like you've been sat in one place for an hour and a <laughs> yes. half, you can sit there for another hour and a half. But we won't open the shop because you don't need to. You know. Yeah, but I think I think I think the shop opened for all of half an hour, and everyone just descended on there buying Pringles and sandwiches and. Yeah. Extortionate prices. It was like it was yeah. like COVID all over again. It was terrible. It was terrible. And basically, they, there were supposed to be three flights leaving Frankfurt to London that day, and they had cancelled the first two. So it was an absolute bum scrum to get there. And um, yeah, no, that wasn't a gig. We were supposed to leave at eight o'clock on Saturday morning. We didn't get home until about one or two in the morning. Um, but anyway, uh, this brings us back to Aldershot, and we want to see John at Clean and Shiny. We've got some more coming up on that later, so I'll keep it sweet. And then uh, Furniture Clean. I went all the way up to Concept, which is like the far northeast. Very, very pretty. Again with the Gloucestershire accent. Yeah, obviously. Um, and I um, had had a couple of days there, actually, and it was great with uh, Adam and co. Um, walking around, they've got a huge facility, and they make everything in-house, so we get to see lots of sort of chemicals being made and bottled and labelled and stuff like that. Um, and we also did a bit of steering wheel restoration, and they had a training day on, so that was a, a good trip. Um, then we went to Holland, and again, or the Netherlands, apparently, um, and ha had had more debacles, mostly because somebody was moving house on a back of a lorry during the little country lanes that we lived down, and that added 20 minutes. And I always leave a sort of, in every hour, I leave 20 minutes slack because of organisation, and we, we lost all of those 20 minutes there. And then I'm not going to say everybody had a non-local accent that was moving the house on the back of the, the lorry, but <laughs> I think it's assumed, and I don't think we need to be any more, you know, specific. To the yeah, I, I wasn't even going to touch on, on, on that, but but yeah, um, with that, and then um, we get in there, and we've got Remco, bless him, from Glans, who come to pick us up, and somebody decided to die in the uh, like before they get onto the plane that we were just getting off. So lots of men in white coats had to come around and talk to each other about it, and they erected a little tent, uh, and then that was 
carted off. But anyway, it, it made us about an hour late, and I was uh, had a had a grandstand view of the whole thing through my little window. It was, um, yeah, interesting. Um, so I, I just saw the other uh, window with the wall planes arriving and you know loading up new passengers and then leaving and then another yes. one arriving at the gate next door because you know we couldn't walk the extra 10 feet around to, to going through another no well it took him so long to get the tent up by the time they'd actually moved the, the body out they'd just finished erecting the tent so then they ended up having to take down the tent which took another 20 minutes if, if it didn't it wasn't so sort of you know dark it would have been amusing i thought you were going to say touch no no <laughs> Um, and then we ended up in a lovely part of Rotterdam full of uh, young people and funky buildings and mattresses, uh, mattresses in waters. Uh, and we had a couple, well, we had a day at Glans, which was, uh, so Glans are run by Remco and um, they are importers for Labo Cosmetica. And it's also, he's got a cool setup there. It's like a warehouse, a shop, uh, a training uh, for practical stuff, a training area, and then a classroom upstairs. And um, we were there for interior cleaning, a day on basically fabric cleaning with the new Glico uh, product which is a sort of acid based cleaner um, we learnt a lot it was fascinating what was most hilarious was that um, they'd sent up some Italian trainers um, to train the Dutch but the Italians didn't speak Dutch so the Italians spoke English which then the Dutch then translated to Dutch and then arguments happened so it had to be then translated two times back in order to you know have the debate so it was it was it was entertaining and informative um, and then the following day, we went to JPD, who, are, as I mentioned, are new distributors, and they've got a very cool warehouse, and again, a shop and a chill-out area and a training classroom and all sorts of things. They're in Dordrecht, which is pretty much Belgium. I mean, it's very much on the border. It's a bit further south than Rotterdam. Um, and, um, yeah, we spent the day there. Got a cover shot. They've got some very cool vans as well. Got a cool um, upstairs there as well, the 50s diner. Yes, American-themed. Yeah, yeah, with, with uh, one-armed bandits and diner chairs and, and um, slightly worryingly full-size cardboard cutouts of racing drivers, uh, which was a bit disturbing. And then Not even a famous racing driver. No, no. Verstrappen or something. Jossie Verstrappen. Yeah, I don't know. He did not, not, you know, not, not as not good as... Not successful ones like Hamilton. Yeah, not, not like Nigel Mansell. Um, Great moustache. Great moustache. Yes, yes. Mansell's my hero. Just base it on, on, I, I, on. I kind of had to base more of a Damon Hill guy. Damon Hill had had hair too, uh, yes, but it, mostly that, after his, his. That's quite normal for humans. Yes, that's how I've read. Yes, um, but yeah, no. He he grew more hair since retiring. Um, the best moustache actually was his dad, Graham Hill. Mm. He had a proper yes, Dick Dastardly style moustache. Anyway, uh, we digress. I ended up again on the top of a, a telescopic. Um, forklift truck not a normal one but one that goes super high for warehouses and i was in the roof space of this five-story warehouse with a camera um not a five-story i suppose it depends if you're a hobbit or not if you're a hobbit it's a 10-story massive i felt i yeah it was it was i mean the, i always the, end up I the building is literally two well. stories because there are two floors on it yeah but I had this at Flex. I was in another of these insane things. Well, yeah. Well, in the Germany choice. The choice was between you and me. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always the one sent to do the dangerous stuff. Anyway, um, so they were there, and that's where I got the cover shot, and it was fun. Then we went to the NEC in Birmingham, and it was great to see a couple of people. There weren't that many, but we saw Jewel, which was cool. Um, we saw more than polish. We saw Sam's detailing. Uh, and uh, Megs were there and stuff like that. And it was actually an interesting day. And I'll tell you what, the standard of cars at the NEC is going up. I oh, remember... Do you want to talk about that roving iCar? Uh, the, the, the Citroen. Yeah, the little box cut out the top. That was that was super cool. So it's a Citroen X, uh, XM, 
I'm going to say. Yeah, it looks like a Citroen XM. That was uh, basically as a replica of the BBC racing car, uh, horse racing uh, camera cars that kind of bounce along or don't bounce specifically uh, beside the horses. So you get steady photos of the person who's riding a horse that's going to lose you money. And um, yeah, the kit in there was awesome. And it was a working replica as well. It was pretty cool. And actually my favorite car that I wasn't allowed to put in there, but there was a, a Morris Minor. And I was going to hope that there was a photo, but it looks like it didn't make the cut. Um, a Morris Minor that was actually super impressive underneath so they'd put all sorts of bits even the point where I had a little tiny chrome exhaust pipe sticking out and then I got underneath and had a look and it's got a whopping great big three incher throbbing away there um, so that was a cool car and there was some funky paint as well but anyway um, when we had a colour lock training day where you were there Ian, I wasn't I was in Cornwall at the time yeah that was fab because we had um, uh, Michael Marks come over as well mm. so it was it was kind of the first chance for colour lock to reconnect effectively with their UK repair network peeps they're peeps. Yep. Um, so that was great. Uh, had Lars over as well. Massive amounts of information from that guy. Uh, we actually spent the day before restoring a Chesterfield sofa, just because it's something that none of us ever really touched on before. And uh, start to finish, because that's what Lars used to do before Cullock, everything like that. He's always been Furniture man. an actual leather repairer. Yep. So he, he knows his stuff. And uh, it was just amazing seeing some of the techniques go through these multi-layer build-up for... Um, for doing Chesterfield, you know, that sort of antiqued effect and then going yeah. over with uh, Sovnar and just wiping off uh, wear areas to make it look aged again. And... Oh, that's cool. No, that was great fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in Cornwall at Classic Modern Retro taking photos of some very cool cars. Um, so that was that was a good morning. It was supposed to be just an hour or so. I ended up being there, I think, four or five hours. Um, I told the missus I would be back by lunchtime. Um, didn't go to plan um, and then we got a little bit on all the PBD assessments around the country we've done quite a few so um, didn't you get attacked by a, um, a Dalmatian I, it, it was I would say intent to attack it, it basically took real offence to my camera and I, I like dogs I go up to it's a thing I've been doing since a kid hence I've been bitten so many times I go up to any dog in any mood with teeth of any size and go and pet it yours or the dogs dogs okay. and um, yeah this particular dog took offence at my camera and just kept on giving me evils so I thought you know I'm just gonna go up and say hello and just you know break the ice and I got to about five foot and I thought you know what I like my fingers my remaining fingers did you call it spot no because that would piss me off if I was a Dalmatian oh yeah real original there guy yeah spot no no I I, I don't I don't go I call you chubs no (laughs) you do (laughs) I'm still speaking of the dog obviously I call you chubs So next, we're looking at the new products. And this year, well, for this issue, rather, the new products were interesting because, firstly, A, not that many came out. Well, no, not many in certain categories came out. There were a lot of new products out. I think we had sort of 60 or so come into us. Yeah, although when I say new products, so interesting new products, the other thing. So every time we do new products, we get a whole load sent into us and we pick from those. So not everything sent in gets in, uh, much to the irritation of some manufacturers. Um, And so, yeah, there was a bit of a struggle in certain categories, but then hardware was pretty strong. Um, And then the most annoying thing is SEMA. And it's a bit of a whinge, really, is is that... A lot of these manufacturers are bringing out products at SEMA, but they haven't even told their distribution partners in the UK about it. So They're bringing out um, pre-production 
version so it's not actually going to be available for another five or six months but here it is because you know we're, we paid for Siva, so yeah. <laughs> better launch something well, well also there are some that are out in america available to buy but the uk disney i was talking to says well we don't expect to get any until june and i'm like well that's not very useful um so yeah when you release a product make sure that in advance loads of people and send it to us in advance as well the number of, we've got quite a few manufacturers we work with them under embargo so that means they'll send us stuff but we're not allowed to even mention it to anywhere or anything until uh, an agreed date which for us is always publication date and that works really well because we get a chance to test it and, and play with it and photograph it and so that when you do your big release we're ready with a review to say that your brand new product is 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 either good or pants um so yeah do, do that that'd be good um but anyway um cracking through some interesting new products on there forced x to start off with in the in the pre-wash was was interesting which is a turned up version of force which we really liked um i really liked that um this ultimate snow foam from um Chemworks. Chemworks. Now, yeah I'm always there's two really good snow frames out in in this issue, um, but the the Chemworks one I'm I'm always very um, what's the word dick I'm I'm very dick about things <laughs> yes I am um, I'm skeptical I suppose is about new snow frames coming out because yeah. there's not. There's not a, whole There's not a massive do. range in good and bad snow foams, which is mm. actually something we go on to later in this issue. Um, and getting any new tech into the product, yeah. it's, it's just like trying to shoehorn things in and eventually you're going to have, oh, yes, that one's got uh, gold flake in it now. Or something. But this one from, from Kenworks was actually set up. I don't know if it was just we, we, we'd nailed the, the dilution, the settings the perfect. temperature the hardness but it, it went absolutely perfectly it's just mm. how like you know decent dwell time good cleaning power stayed on there wasn't too thick washed away nice and easily it was really nice yeah it a was, nice surprise yeah I, it's a ph neutral one and for the I, I my kind of feeling is i'm a bit i wouldn't say i'm anti-ph neutral but i do i'm i'm i never personally when i'm doing cut i never use a ph neutral snow foam i always use something with a bit of bite and this one of the ph neutrals is one of my favorite to be fair when you're hammering in now isn't it you use a sledgehammer rather than an actual hammer yes yeah, so. <laughs> that's just me it'll just do it quicker though <laughs> yes damn straight <laughs> um other things in the pre-wash um so gliptone have a pair of pre-washes so they've, they've actually patented bizarre a, a multi-phase wash and decontamination thing in America. So you can go and have a look at that because it's just hilarious, mm -hmm. frankly. I'm a bit cynical about all that. But they do have two-stage pre-wash. They have an acidic pre-wash and an alkaline pre-wash. And I used it on uh, the little MG and I was actually really impressed by it to the point where I've kept it aside for more usage rather than just put in the bin, not in the bin, but in the in the, we have a, a tub for stuff that's kind of, right, done that, moved on. That'll go into, you know, a competition or something like that. So we'll see how that rolls. Um, GT Snow Foam V2 as well came out, which is kind of dialed up where V1 was, which was already a very mm. good snow foam. Again, it's it's kind of this, you, you're getting incremental gains. You're getting, yeah. you know, maybe 5% better, but it's, still better. Exactly. It's evolution rather than revolution. And um, if you get 5% better every year after five years, it's going to be 25% better. Yeah. I did, I did yeah. <laughs> I like the Carbon Collective hybrid shampoo. That was fun. Um, the uh, yeah, we got quite a few car guards products in, and some of them were kind of what I describe as middle of the road. Um, so their um, APC, for example, was middle of the road. There, Clay Lou was good, but the Clay Bar was a bit hard to use. However, they had an engine cleaner called um, Bay Immaculate, which I used on Boris the the Many Mile Outback, and I was really impressed with that. That was a genuine like, okay, this is this is a standout product. So that was cool. 
Um, lots of couple of, new, bits. couple of new panel wipes out. One from Fictech. Uh, Rupes have finally brought out a panel wipe, which well, they brought out two. Yes, two panel wipes. Uh, they unveiled those at SEMA, I believe, didn't yep. they? We uh, haven't actually tested them. We were we were given sort of photos and told they will arrive soon. We I were, know. Poor we Matt was tearing it. tearing his hair. He wasn't tearing his beard out anymore because he hasn't got a beard. No, he was tearing his hair a little bit because he couldn't get the um, the final product over to us in time. But they're not going to be bad at all, are they? No, no. And we'll we'll we will so, test them in due course and, and be able to say whether they are stand out good or, or kind of average. It's good. just amazing that it's taken from this amount of time. Because when we went to uh, to Rupes, uh, la, la, last year, you thought what was it? It was last. Oh, it's still last. No, it's, technically, it's still last year because we are in 2022. And yeah, but I thought it was this we year. No, it was last year, wasn't it? It was, it was, last, it was last, yeah. November last year. Yeah. Over there. Um, and they're, they're, they've stepped up the, the chemical side of their production ability, so they do all their compounds and everything like that. And it's just amazing that for a um, a company that only deals with the polishing side of things, that it's taken that long for a yeah. panel wipe to become available from them. And you know, fair enough, they've they've probably spent a lot of time developing it yeah. and to bring out two different ones shows that they've actually put some thought into it rather than making one one ring to all them all mm. yeah and and that is a, a thing we've been talking quite a bit about panel wipes in recent issues and pointed out there is fast and slow and and, and Rupes have addressed both requirements rather than trying to squeeze it into one yeah. and then you've got the 3d one um which is a much slower version mm. and i th- i think this is kind of a quite a good one to um if you're going to try and do like a wash off panel wipe as well, because it's it's quite it's well detergent Yeah, if it's, you like. it's lubricant is what yeah. they fo- focus on there, and and it does it definitely has its place. Um, other brands where we've got a couple of Malcos in, which is quite fun. Um, yeah, they review new stuff, revive new. Sorry, the uh, the trim store that you put on the A2. Yes, and that. So I tried it initially on the kind of boot protector of the Outback, and it didn't it didn't impress there. But then I put it on the front grill of the A2 Audi, and that was really good. And to this day, even yesterday when I was I was pootling about in it, and I'd look, and it's still um, a noticeable darkening effect and noticeable protection, beading, all the rest of it. So that's a really interesting product. And Malco, you can get through Slims. Slims are the official distributor. We actually got ours from JPD, who do a lot of it in in Netherlands. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's something I think there'll start to be a bit more of demand for Malco with with products like this because they are they're good. Because Malco products. is Slims now in the UK. Isn't it has it? been for a while. Yeah, um, it was over. In, uh, who did it over in um, east side of the country? Because uh, it came over because Billy Martinez came over. Yeah, no, years it was. Ago, didn't he? Yeah, it was. Um, was it Matt? He was Matt. Yeah, Matt was kind of involved with it. I'm not entirely sure where things sit, but but yeah, Slims are definitely. But it kind the, of had a bit of a false start in the UK, effectively. So I think, it, yeah, it could be one that takes off quite a lot if if Slims manages to push it out. Absolutely, and particularly prices come down a bit because at the moment the prices are all based on kind of importing standalone. For some reason it's really expensive to import stuff. Yeah, <laughs> why? It's almost voted on it. Um, so yeah, no, that was an interesting product, and we've done some uh, compound stuff again. 3D were impressing there, particularly. We applied the SI 3D Cerabide, which I've been calling Carbide for the last three years or so, but Cerabide um, from Nanolex on your. Very pretty Peugeot. Mm-hmm. Your missus is very pretty Peugeot. Yes. And um, the big thing about that is it's supposed to be a ceramic coating that fills. Now, all ceramic coatings can potentially fill to a small extent. Yes. And this one is not a miracle cure, but of the filling abilities of them, it's certainly in the in the top categories. Yeah, it's there, there was a product out from Kamikaze several years ago, which mm. you had to um, uh, apply with a special... Uh, 
I think it was like a felt or a microfiber pad or something like that um, that would generally do some really good filling ability. That's kind of what we were expecting from this. It didn't do as much, but it didn't need as much work, yeah. if you like. It, it, I mean, it, to me, I still think for new cars that come out that either um, don't need polishing, not that there are many of those, but certainly just after a very simple one stage or cars that do come out in really good nick, it is, it, it's pretty good for new car protection. It, feel, it fills the go. last of any little sins that might have appeared from you know a, a pre-wash. Mm. Even a safe pre-wash, you're still going to put some marring into brand new soft paint to yeah. an extent. true. True. And so, yeah, no, interesting product, interesting product. Um, and then System X glass sealant you really liked, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's since faded a little bit in its, its uh, effectivity. It, it okay. could be a case of it needs um, unblocking because we yeah. have had a month or so of salt on the roads and True. stuff like that. Um, when it uh, was first on there, though, what impressed me about it was that it wasn't affected um, by, or rather, it didn't affect the screen, screen wash because yep. normally, when you put a highly hydrophobic coating on there, you put your screen wash on, and the screen wash bounces off before it's had a chance to do in the clean, which is a real bugbear in summer when you've got bugs on the windscreen. Mm. But no, it's it's uh, so far it's so far performed fine. I just need yep. to give it a um, a clean off and, and see if it still going, rejuvenates yeah. back. Yeah, no doubt it will. Um, we did some. We had some old school wax from Car Gods, which was very nice. We did 3D poxy, which oh, is a butter wet wax oh, sort it of smell. Beautiful. That it smells like ten years ago. I love it. Trip down memory lane. Uh, VP Racing. So they're not in the UK yet. We got sent some from the states, and they're kind of debating whether to come to the UK and how to do things. And I, I know the chappy who's involved. Uh, we go way back in the publishing world um, to future publishing when they used to do car stuff. And um, so we got some bots through, had to play around. Interesting stuff, different, um, and it's ideal really for literally the motor racing set who who want to kind of quickly wipe down protect um their cars make them look pretty in the paddock rather than for detailers who want to spend hours over it so it's a it's a different take and things we did a follow-up as well on i know we did a follow-up we never do follow-ups <laughs> no, it's really we always good. say we're going to do follow-ups and we don't but no, th- this was a bit out of the blue this was when we were doing test like testing on the um the other products we cleaned off the um cleaned off my merc for it and suddenly you noticed that there were sort of two or three light patches of um Protection, products I mean. working yeah. on the on the um rear rear spoiler spoiler that's the word yeah. i'm looking for the wing um yeah and so that was cool and we, we tested originally uh five products on there and yeah two you could still see were remaining and then um the glip tone was 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 yeah so i'm not gonna say there. it was surprising that that was the one that was still there but in the company it was in yeah i wouldn't have said that that one would have been the longest lasting agreed agreed it was a surprise win so that was that was cool um and one thing we haven't actually looked at in detail we've been sent it but it came days before publication um and it's coming in now it's a new product from switzerland coming in via clean and shiny uh diamond pro tech and i've been we've been looking very closely at all their kind of website and tech and stuff and really interesting very very bold claims we haven't had a chance to test them or not if their claims are correct game changer just going to say that but we'll 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 leave that until we've actually had a chance to so use it the buzzword for the next year uh, per hydropolysilazine get you yeah, yeah. patented so you won't need it if you don't use them because nobody else can use it <laughs> in terms of another and another thing in, in the new products is we were much more in depth with some of the products and one of them was the the glow which is a high most coat from soft 99 now this is their creme de la creme coating it's not in the uk yet it's been in japan for a year and a bit i think and everything is still in japanese it's it's we we literally went to frankfurt nicked it i smuggled it through uh, on the airplane not entirely sure how i managed to pull that off but we did i think we put it in check-in didn't we it's because there were so 
many people waiting at the airport to try and get on the airplane they weren't checking bags <laughs> <laughs> um and this is like a, a, i think from research to be about 750 quid's worth of coating so uh, serious serious amount of of coating and the big thing with it is it's hydrophilic so it attracts water rather than repels it um which actually makes sense we explain why it makes sense in the article the only thing is as yet we haven't seen hydrophilia there's a topper that you put on top of it which kind of allows it to cure properly underneath and that topper is so good it's remained there and that's hydrophobic so uh, we will get back to you on that one is the best way of putting it but the mg that it went on is looking very pretty well it's not actually it's looking all brown and dirty at the moment but but it's, it was looking pretty when we finished it how to maintain and we oh you you liked the infinity wax uh glass cleaner didn't you? yeah i did that was a that was a um so it's a glass cleaner as a glass cleaner i would say it's better than average it's not the best i still prefer the auto glands i still prefer the garage therapy i still prefer a couple of others over as a cleaner but this is spotless plus it is also a hydrophobic coat on top so it's, it's kind of clean and protect in one go and by god does it work well i um, really liked it i did half the inside and outside of a screen and i'm still in trouble with the missus now because she moans about how one side of the screen works and the other doesn't and this is literally a spray and wipe this isn't a glass coating that you have to spend hours claying a glass and making lots of fuss about this is a squirt wipe forget and it works really nicely so i, I definitely like that mm. other bits on there from fectech again labo uh Gion released something new with the, the qm glass plus again same principle i think last thing on that page though is uh, smash and rinse wash sealant mm. which i put on the Merc, and i really liked it it's <laughs> it's it's an additive that you do after washing you give a get a two liter bucket or something together um add in 40 ml of this stuff wipe it on with uh, your Bosch mitt, rinse it off, and it's it claimed up to six months protection. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say probably more like three months in in winter kind of thing, but really effective, really works. God, don't try and navigate their website. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> They're so wacky. I don't know if it's stuff you drink or put on your car sometimes. I mean, it is, it's proper bonkers um, if you're ever at a loose end and do it on a desktop because on a mobile it's just impossible um, and have a look around because... Um, yeah, it's just crazy, Ned. And and I've, we've got some of their microfibers, which I've been playing with. Super plush stuff. Super plush, but they don't look it. They look like thin pile, uh, you know, fine and short pile, rather. Um, but, my God, they're weird. I mean, I, seriously, you could sleep with them. I really am interested to see if Spashan can come over to the UK, because they, I think they're one of those that's got some... Uh, kind of a bit like Kamikaze. They've got some incredibly specific niche products that mm. will do really well, I think. They are. They are... They are it truly bonkers it's 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 hilarious and and tom zahn is their front man in europe so hopefully he he was saying he's got some of them through um that's tom zahn who does all the very cool machine polisher designs and actually we'll come on to something fairly similar soon um we do a big review of glico the acid cleaner from labo cosmetica so they've got a couple of uh no well now they've technically got three uh fabric cleaners but the idea is that you do a, a cycle so you're using an acid base and then you use an alkaline and then it goes through lots of information in there for you we've got the new geist uh leather care stuff some car pros some furniture clinic and then we're into hardware hardware yes buff right skins oh they're fun they're interesting that they be basically it's a it's a skin for your polisher 
So yeah. they can do up in different designs, and it's just to add a little bit of protection to it, a little bit of glam to it. They are about thirty quid. Yeah, about thirty dollars, aren't they? So, yeah, they're dirt cheap for the for the basic ones, and then they'll even do you up a custom design. So um, think of it; it's kind of like a vinyl wrap for your machine polisher, but it's not. It's, it's kind of based on PPF. That was um, the thing because it's very thick. thick. Yeah. So you, you do have to work a little bit to get it to to all line up properly, and you can heat it and stretch it a little bit, but it's all pre-cut pattern. Um, to go straight on to a variety of machines they do the all, yeah they all, do all the flex all the repairs and they do things like the shy mate and a couple others that are big in america the max yeah yeah griot's machine um so again it's fun it, it ain't as the same quality as having your machine professionally painted by the likes of tom's on however it's so 30 40 dollars <laughs> it's, it's not 700 um and it can be fully custom so that's it's kind of cool really um other bits and bobs of interest um steam in a box Steam in a box. Like a steam in a box. Karcher bought out a steam in a box, and it's all self-contained, and literally you plug the box in, you plug a cable into the front of the box, all the accessories are stored in the box, and you have a decent steamer um, with none of the hassle or mess of a normal sort of SC3, which is what I normally have. It is 730 quid. Yes, yes. You're paying for quite a very good steamer, but for more, I think you're paying for the amount of engineering they've had to do to make this all fit into a neat little box package that you can slide into your van. There is that, but it is also it's, it is professional grade, so it's grey yes. rather than yellow, so it, it'll last. Um, and another thing, it does hot water? It it does VT. No, true, true. If you want to. <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but, but also in the professional range. So the issues we've had, a uh, brief rundown. If you, we've seen so many uh, car care professionals who will go and grab a yellow karcher for 100 quid from Halfords or wherever other stores are, have them. Um, and uh, they'll use it intensively for three months and it'll break. They'll go back, claim on warranty. Warranty will say, uh, no, it's been commercially used. And people go, uh, and then they say, we'll use our professional range. And that's, you know, upwards of eight, 900 pounds. They're like, uh. um, well, karcher have been listening. So they've done a no frills pressure washer that is, equivalent to uh kind of a, a five k5 k that sort of level maybe k7 in some respects um but it's professional grade so it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that your fancy k7 will have even though it costs about the same it's about 350 quid but it's got the proper commercial grade motor that's designed to last more than the 80 hours that a typical um retail machine would have um so and a yeah. warranty to go with it and a warranty to go with it that it covers commercial use so yeah if you're starting out and you're uh, want a basic pressure washer that's just going to be trusty and last, get yourself one of these. They're called an HD 410X. It's got a self contained reel as well and a nice pop up handle and everything like that. Yeah, it's got bits and bobs, isn't it? Stuff on there. Um, do you want to talk about the active pressure washer? I can do, um, because we're going to be able to give one away. Indeed. Early on next year. Uh, if you listen to this later on next year, don't bother entering. <laughs> um, but no, Active are a manufacturer over in uh, America. Um, Obsessed Garage has got a massive thing about them mm. at the moment. They, they really love the pressure washer. They're not too keen on the accessories that come with it, but the actual unit themselves. And Active, they make something like 5 million pressure washers a year. For, for lots of different brands. For lots of different brands. For a lot of brands that you probably use anyway. I'm not going to mention them because I don't know if I'm allowed to or not, but you can probably find this information out, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they are very high quality, um, really good in terms of power and longevity, brass internals. They're quite weighty machines. I think this one's about 10 kilos, something like mm -hmm. that. Um, it does come with a five meter hose, um, which is bugger all used to anybody that wants to actually go around a car. Unless you have a small car. Unless you have a very small car. Um, Yep. But it's... No. <laughs> God, you don't actually, work in who, sales, do you? Who has a small car? What's I, I do. 
yeah, but you also have an extremely long car. car. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, no, well, they're well-built pizza kit, nicely thought out. Um, and yeah, keep an eye on our social media for that, because we, we, as I say, we're having one in for a giveaway. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out. We did, uh, well, Ian did a proper brush test in the last issue, um, and Carbon Collective came out top. We've done another one. I did it on a smaller scale, and this time we're looking at firm brushes. Um, and we tested Carbon Collective against Car Gods. And so Car Gods have got a kind of polyester-style brush, very much like the chemical-resistant one that Valet Pro have been doing for years. And uh, we did a test, and um, and they've also got a tyre scrubber that I quite liked. Oh, um, one other thing on there, the uh, the Spurs of Thermo range. Yes. Because they brought out the last, was it 15, 14 or something like that? We, we put the, the Thermo pads in yeah. there, which was this new technology. They're um, uh, thermologically stable uh, foam. They don't deform once they get hot, and they try to more the heat onto the... Uh, surface so we can actually do what it's supposed to do you can go harder for longer they're now putting all of that technology into their microfiber ranges and things like that so you've got that that heat um, heat stable foam backing onto microfiber and wool and everything so that's now being rolled across so that's actually quite an exciting range that's going to be coming out in the new year yeah yeah everyone who's, who's who i've talked to who's tested them all like them they're like this is different um we did a pimp my Kranzel article Ian did one and that was very cool so in brief basically imagine being able to uh, if you've got a non-total stop i.e. what suits if you're running off a generator um, you've got a little plipper like you do to open and close a car um, and you can basically turn your pressure washer on and off remotely and also um, you can have your snow foam stored in a say a 5 litre bottle next to your pressure washer in your van and you literally just put on a different attachment and it'll automatically switch to snow foam and then you can take that attachment off swap it out with your normal one and you're back to just high pressure water so that's really cool and very efficient for mobile yeah car shout batters. out to uh, to eca cleaning who actually are based fairly close to us yes, turns um out. for for with the article and showing us how to put it together properly not like we would normally do with hammers and chisels <laughs> and shouting and swearing um the guide section is a big one this time uh, it kicks off with uh basically lazy lights is what we called it which is all those things you see on the internet uh where they say oh you can restore misty headlights in 30 seconds and so i went on amazon and got various ones ranging from kind of main brand Turtle Wax to 2020, which is a, a brand from Auto Bulbs direct down south somewhere. Um, and also one of those strange siphony, kettle spirity things that... that the she we spout on it. Yeah. Um, well, we tried them all, and um, some work, some uh, <laughs> some don't. Um, but it Read was more about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we go through with French Clinic on a steering wheel rim restoration on VOD, the Audi, uh, which is still holding up really nicely as it happens. Um, so that's an interesting article and really worth listening to or watching or reading, rather. We're a magazine, you do reading. Um, that'd be fun. And then, Ian, you did one on Snowfoam. Yeah, this is a, an article we'd actually planned to do about a year and a half ago. Mm. Um, but various things happened and we decided it wouldn't be... Hmm maybe not political but it's not the sort of thing we wanted to put out to have to have linked with other things that were going on at the time but it's just running through all the adjustments that you uh, need to make or you can make to uh, change how efficient your snow foam is out of the lance so whilst yeah you can follow the pir that we did the guide on in the last issue you can do your uh, perfect ratio mixing and still it will come out looking either flat or uh, like shaving foam and you can get a, a, a bit of a bad vibe about it 
Mm. Uh, this shows you exactly how a snow foam lance works because but even we had to actually think about it a little bit. It's one of the, you, know, you just turn the knob and it works. It's like, I you know. Thought since 1997. Oh, you, you don't know how a microwave works, do you? But you, you, know, you can, I still put my head you, in it and see what happens. Yeah. It doesn't work, does it? No, no, I couldn't overrun the fail safe when you stick a fork in the, in the micro switch. How um, do you turn a duck into a soul singer? <laughs> Put me in the microwave and says Bill Withers. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um, Mike Phillips, written us an article, lovely one on heat management, thermal management when polishing, and how it's important to consider the your things like your pad types and what you're polishing in terms of materials and your hand movements and your pressures and stuff like that. So it's, an it's quite, one. quite a good thing to go over as well because it's one of those a lot a lot of these techniques that a kind of commonplace if you like for people who've been doing it for a long time and you're checking your temp- temperature as you go um have kind of died out a little bit i think mm. um more recently because you know the um long photo and everything have taken over uh polishes are far more thermally stable but it's still quite important especially working on older paints that you take these precautions as you go mm. so just a just nice little guide checking how to check as you go and what you we need to look out for especially on different types of paint and different types of substrates as well it goes into different panel materials like uh, uh cheap molded compounds mm-hmm. get you yeah. um we also wrapped in fact quite a long time ago uh, we went up to toby at new look detailing and we had uncrashable three wrapped in uh, a, a lovely uh, teal color two uh, three we on three already yeah we on three already because uncrashable two was a white one. Oh yeah and this is uncrashable three and there was never an uncrashable one because I did it purely for comedic reasons. Or it's the 306 that ended up on its roof at Derry Hill near Chippenham. Um, but anyway, that was a long time ago and uh, it, it still hurts. Um, so we were <laughs> got the car wrapped, brought it back. Something went wrong with the car, which never happens to my Supras. And uh, it was basically left standing for a year and things started to degrade. So we thought, OK, let's start looking into vinyl wrap protection. So we go into some depth, including coatings uh, on that. Uh, and uh, it was an interesting article. Quite vital stuff if you've had your vinyl wrapped car for over a year and haven't protected it. Yes, and uh, yeah, the, re- the regrets you may then have. Yep, I have empathy for you, and I'm terribly sorry. Um, mega tests. We did fabric cleaners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we took how many did we do? Ten? Uh, no, ten. Eight. 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 We did eight. No, ten. Ten. I thought we did ten. Oh, uh, I think no. It was eight stains, ten ten cleaners. Um, I'm. Oh God, I'm we only did this, a, did this a month and a half ago. One, two, three, four. Ten. ten. Yeah, we did ten, ten clean. Yeah, I was, I'll edit right. this out. It's fine. <laughs> Magic of post. Yes. Yeah, no, we did ten different cleaners. Um, our initial tests were to subject them to different generic stains that most of them actually already claim on their packaging that they will um, they will address. So your chocolate, tomato sauce, coffee, biro, mud and grass, oils. They all say, oh, yes, this cleaner's going to blow them out of the water. So we put that mm. to the test on some white cloth on a panel, uh, probably With, backed and everything like that, so yeah. like a, 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 an interior panel would be. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> it's interesting results. Uh, it, was... it was an extremely difficult test to put them through, so we were trying to basically knock down... Uh, like we do with all mega tests, we're, we're pushing the boundaries of what these things can realistically achieve. Yeah. Um, 
from there we also handed them all over to a third party tester for a yes, change Steve. so we get we get an outside influence of geeky detail reviews and yep. and uh, the car boutique he was on the podcast last month he was indeed he was indeed steve was full of energy and enthusiasm last month, month before god it's Probably, time, i don't know time's funny having flies i don't know but but he tested them all subjectively where we were very much more on the kind of scientific anal side of things we did lots of spreadsheets and stuff and we he basically stop saying that word <laughs> Side, sorry. Yeah. Um, the uh, a testimony is uh, fancy pants uh, VW sort of bus thing and many seats in there. And um, I think they're probably covered in children and dog and stuff like that and got rid of it. Um, we tested, yeah, we tried tomato sauce, coffee, engine oil, vape juice, that sort of thing. We, I wanted to do blood. I've got a plentiful supply of blood as well. I turned up with it when we were testing other things in the past. But that's the only thing I feel that we probably ought to have added. Yeah, but I'm going to have to do the clean. I don't want to touch your blood. It's not mine. Oh, oh, I find you said. Not mine. We've got freezers full of dead animals here, so I, I can get as much blood as we need. Um, anyway, so that was a mega test, and there was a there was a definitive winner, but there were lots of. I mean, none of them were bad for a start, but there was definitely a definitive winner. Um, and so, that in was terms good. of value as well, I think yeah. I think it was the value of the product that really kind of pushed it yeah. far and above the rest. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, and uh, Clean and Shiny has been around for 20 years. It's weird because John doesn't look a day over 25. And uh, he uh, kindly welcomed me in for a day. And I basically went around and learned about the history of Clean and Shiny. And we've put it into an article. And he had a massive delivery on that day from uh, from his latest acquisition uh, as importer. I'm sorry to say he does look a day over 25 because we got a photo of him when he was 25 in there. Oh, that's different. true. With hair. <laughs> the, um, so that was all interesting. Obviously, it all ties into detailing world and wax and all the other uh, things he's been involved with and behind. So, yeah, no, there was an interesting article. Enjoyed doing that. Um, we asked Benoit... As opposed to the rest of the articles. <laughs> I actually enjoyed doing this one. The rest of them are a little bit shit, to be honest. <laughs> well, uh, we asked Benoit of Fictech, the French manufacturer extraordinaire, and uh, to basically write us something about uh, the detailing industry in France. And so we've got the lowdown on that. It's really interesting how it's evolved and developed and there are things that we don't even think about, like, for example, labels being in French. You know, if we were, went into into Halfords and there was tons of products there, all in in German or something, we couldn't read. Of course, we wouldn't be buying them. Well, it's like Maguire's when that came. I don't know if that's still the case now, but when uh, Maguire's based in Daventry, Maguire's UK, um, what were the distributors for Europe? So yeah. they got all the bottles over from. Uh, they, had the they had to relabel them. absolutely yeah. all of them for the different markets and then they started doing multi-language uh, labels and it got much easier for them I'm sure but. well still in France they do they do full French so when you're wandering around your, your, your shops um, the name of the product is even in French with you know like graves and acutes and, and stuff <laughs> um, so yeah that was interesting um, we've got uh, an article from Joel who is a basically social media professional for advertising and he's been with some of the biggest companies in yeah. detailing, especially in the UK. Chances are, if they're in the UK, he's, he's worked with them or at least has worked... Kind of parallel. Yeah. yeah. Or against them, <laughs> you can also say. Um, and so he gives us a lowdown on that. Really useful tips if you are a brand big or small, or even, frankly, an independent detailer. It's useful to know. Another thing useful to know as an independent detailer is uh, about insurance and how uh, the industry is changing and sort of moving and shaking at the moment. And, and Lloyd... None of them like valid companies. No, no they are. High risk. Very un, 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 unfavoured. Um, so it's good to read, particularly if you are running your own business. But that's the nature of trader talk. Which brings us to the finale. Yes, John's uh, Renault, Renault 5. 
Indeed. You might have seen it at Waxstock. You might have heard it on the podcast. It's now in the magazine too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this was really good because we actually uh, managed to get all of the process photos from him as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a step-by-step guide. Similar, if you've followed the story for the last five years or something like that, Quite on, a his while. Face, on, his, on, on his dedicated Facebook page for the build you will see a lot of uh, recurring photos but this is assembling everything into one place and some of the some of the behind scenes photos that weren't otherwise released yeah, um, yeah lots of stuff and it's interesting how the level he went to it was it's kind of cool i just noticed we've got a picture there of um rob mr g technic earl having a having a having a gander at yes. uh, wax i presume the torch very cool so uh that is effectively issue 16 it is available at prodetailermagazine.com do get your copy if you haven't already do think about subscribing because then it'll come automatically um internationally speaking if you're in ireland you can get it at washme.ie if you're in the states you can get it from detail division who have it in stock over there detaildivision.com and if you're over in benelux which stands for Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg. I can't see, see it's an education day Woo. here. Or, frankly, anywhere else on mainland Europe, um, you can order direct from JPD. Yes, and they have a separate website. Yes, which you can find on our website because we put a little link on there for you. Good. Saves us remembering it because it's not JPD, it's something else. <laughs> Saves save us filling out um, uh, Royal Mail labels for customs. How can you say us? Because <laughs> I do it occasionally. <laughs> CN22 forms. When you're lagging off somewhere else on yeah. your wild rides. Yeah, I took one week off. One week. Um, and other news in terms of what's happening in 2023. Um, asteroids. We're going to be asteroids and meteors. There's going to be fire and brimstone. I think some sort of... Yeah, but we don't care about that stuff. Um, oh, detailing was. Oh, yeah. Detailing sure. was. So, so yeah, we'll be doing another podcast in the spring, another season, proper one with guests and stuff like that. I've already put feelers out. We are going to be doing a tour probably to Germany. Again, I'm going to be putting my feelers out. They're going to get well used this week. Uh, I was wondering what was tickling. (laughs) Oh, hello. Um, And um, yeah, so it is going to be Germany, we think. Uh, We're we're considering Poland as well, but at the moment, Germany, we've got lots of people we want to go and see and say hello. So we're going to go and sort something like that. And it's going to be uh, pre-issue 17 as well. Um, I'm also touring the UK as part of the PVD tour. We're going to go around and see lots of members uh, and do kind of an update tour, which will be fun and we'll be following that on the social media um apart from that what else no no there's one last thing because next no, year, no 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 <laughs> uh next year what we are going to start doing we we had tidy yes. up in the office uh for the first time in a long long time yes and we've got loads and loads of stuff mm. so we're going to start giving it away yeah i've looked at it now yeah yeah shelves full here isn't there we're going to start doing that uh from sometime in january i guess yeah um most of that will be via social channels so do try and follow us on instagram and facebook if you don't already and there'll be competition coming up there the other place you'll be able to get some of the bigger prizes because we've got some pretty huge things here as well yeah we've got machine polishers we've got pressure washers we've got all sorts we're going to be doing those to kind of a a bit slightly more dedicated followers um via our newsletter so hardcore one if you haven't signed up yet, sign up on the website. We send it out once a month. It's nothing spammy. Uh, it's just general what's happening in the detail. But what you say doing. we send it out once a month. We, For we, those, we, we do send it out once a month. It's just I've been sending it to the wrong address. <laughs> <laughs> My mum loves it, though. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, you'll, you'll get a, uh, an email in your inbox once a month just saying, hey, this is what's going on, and you can also win something really cool. So go on the website, sign up to that, and uh, back yourself some gear. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. More information will be on the social medias in due course. Social medias. Um, anyway, meanwhile, all it leaves us to say is we hope you've had a very nice Christmas and New Year. Um, and we are looking forward to touching base with everyone in 2023. Have fun. Bye-bye. <laughs>